Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. You know, uh, my last show, I talked about upwork.com. And uh, a place that they have all kinds of postings for jobs and things like that. Well, I, I want to be really clear about my statements about that website. I can't really endorse it because I haven't experienced enough of it to understand it or even know if it works. I can say to this point, I have applied for like 20 jobs at least. And I've gotten one small job. And it really hasn't led to anything. Many of the jobs on the surface appear to be really excellent jobs. And the people are verified of having spent, you know, money on other artists, on other projects. So it looks like a good lead. And I've applied and not really gotten anything. So that may mean several things. One, my art is not applicable to what they want. My art is not the style they need or desire. Uh, something like that. So, <laughs> you know, I really probably can't change any of that. So the best I can do is apply. But I have to say, I'm getting a little discouraged at it, and it seems somewhat like a waste of time at this point. Uh, I look at it and say to myself, you know, I'm spending time on here applying for work, and nothing's really happening. How much of this do I want to do? The website lets you apply for, I think, like 25 jobs before it then wants to charge you a service fee to apply for jobs. Uh, I think there's several different sign-up programs in there for people. But now you have to pay to be looking for a job, and I don't know if that's workable either. I think I'm going to keep trying this uh, over the period of the next couple weeks, this upwork.com. But if nothing pans out from it, I think I'm just going to stop because I hate things that are a vacuous waste of time. And the surest, you know, way to not be successful is to repeat some behavior over and over again that's not successful. Now, that doesn't mean this website couldn't work for other people. You know, who knows? This could be a bunch of programmers writing up, you know, fake ads and then trying to get people to sign up. And the whole thing's a scam. I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen more sophisticated scams, that's for sure. Uh, So who knows how these things actually work, or if they do work. So, you know, despite my initial enthusiasm for Upwork.com, I have not found it to be successful yet for me making any money. (laughs) And the company I did work for, I don't know how I'm supposed to get paid. I, I sent in my time card and uh, what you do through the website, and I guess from there you're supposed to get paid. Who the hell knows? There is some place there to do your taxes on there. So I think at some point, if anybody ever funds something to me, I will be compelled to go over and do my tax form there, and then they'll be able to pay me. We'll see. I'll let you know. 
Uh, I'm definitely not going to keep it a secret uh, success or failure. I'll keep you guys abreast of what's happening because that's what we do here on the art studio. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place like the old Yellow Pages? Man, in the old days, if you ran an ad in the Yellow Pages and you put in there artist, you were sure to get a couple calls a week or more. It was amazing how well the Yellow Pages worked. People would just go to look for things in there that they wanted and needed. And, I mean, of course there's competition. You know, there's pages and pages of plumbers. But it seemed like the thing really, really worked. I never had it fail. Whether I was doing a lawn business or I was doing a personal training business or just a gym business itself, uh, those yellow pages worked on a daily basis. It more than paid for itself to have that kind of advertising. There is nothing like that anymore, and that really sucks. So I was watching... Uh, a movie the other day and it was about one of the drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and they take a camera and follow this uh, performer around for a year and it was Jinx Monsoon in case you're curious and the movie was called Drag Becomes Her anyway it was a fascinating view into that person's life and at one point in the film Jinx Monsoon says that after appearing on television Every single aspect of his life changed. Every single aspect. Everything. Every relationship, what he ate, you know, <laughs> everything changed. And I was talking about that a few shows back, how life-changing that particular show is. That literally, with an appearance on that show, you can have a career there are very, very few things that give you that, at that kind of quickness, you know, where it relate, it translates immediately to money, bookings, uh, more money, more bookings, and on it goes. It, it seems that the ripple that that show causes in the zeitgeist of where it lives, you know, people who book nightclubs, who care about performers, who want to see people from all over the world, these people get a year's worth of bookings immediately out of walking out of that show. And if they manage their money right and do it right, it's a, it's a career. It really is amazing. Uh, and, you know, it's a subculture. You wouldn't think there'd be, uh, you know, this incredible demand uh, for something on this level. You know, you think perhaps it'd be just regional. They'd hire local talent to come and do their shows. It'd make more economic sense. But no, these national performers, uh, which is what they become immediately after appearing on this show, go on and on and on uh, for bookings all over the world. You know, there's nothing like that, again, I'm lamenting, in art where you can do one project, one thing, one great performance, and then from that point forward, you have a career. People are like, yep, got to have you, got to hire you, got to be you. Uh, you know, there's people who've risen up and become, you know, successful Jim Lee types, you know, but there's not many Jim Lee types, uh, I have to say. So I can't say that it was just like one single thing he ever did uh, that was like, this is it. This is the guy, you know, I think it's a, it's a working your way up process. 
which again is not a bad thing if that was how it actually worked for everybody where after years and years of effort and skill acquired and you know producing stuff you were then graduated into some sort of professional status where you could always earn a living at art wouldn't that be terrific but it's not like that in fact it's pretty far away from that but I yearn for the you know the moment where you can do one thing and at that point forward that one thing becomes so popular that it can afford you uh, you know enough income to actually live your life and to go back and keep creating I know that's the dream for everybody I get it and even a guy like I say uh, in many of my shows who's just a plumber his dream is to be his own plumber. You know what I mean? He wants to do it for himself and not have a boss. So I think this is something universal among many people. Not everybody. Not everybody. Some people, uh, and I get it too, like the comfort and the security of working for a company that's you know, got a machine in process that allows you to do your part of that machine and make money. And there's nothing wrong with a steady paycheck. Believe you me, I'm not knocking that. Uh, yeah, I really wish there was a breakout thing you could do that would really change everything. You know, because we'd all do it. You know, if it, it just took, you know, one great project or ten good projects or one good poster or ten good posters or one good painting or whatever it could be, I know we would all sit down and go, well, if that's, you know, the price to be paid become a success and do what I want to do, then I'm willing to pay that price. I think most people, you know, rationally would, would, you know, who really wanted it would come to that conclusion. Like I am willing to do what it takes to do this thing that I want to do. Uh, no matter how painful or long or it might be, you know, the fact is, and, uh, I'm not trying to be negative in any way. I'm just actually trying to, I guess, uh, just talk. Is you can sit down and do a project, pour a lot of time, energy, and creative power into that project, and it will be seen by a handful of people. And you're really doing good, even if it's seen by 50 people. And you're really doing spectacular if it's seen by 100 people. And, you know, having a big, quote-unquote, success is very hard, very rare. And how do you attract readers and make people care about the thing you're doing? Even someone successful like Jason Brubaker probably only has a few, I don't know, maybe a thousand people who are ordering his merchandise and, you know, maybe a little bit more and, and making that into a viable thing for him. But that's not a lot when you consider the reach that other things have. You know, and all the effort and time that you can put into a project. So the point is, you can put a lot of effort and time into a project and nothing can happen. You know, the ripple in your life, the life-changing ripple, is very small. Uh... You sit there with these boxes and these publications and these things and it doesn't really go anywhere. 
It doesn't sell enough to make you a living to even be a viable side job. Uh, so it's just really a hobby that you publish or create things. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that many of us, I think, would like to, you know, sell art to a degree, or whatever you want to call it, some kind of financial, quote-unquote, success. And putting a lot of time and effort into a project, and it just doesn't go anywhere, is kind of mind-boggling. And I've seen people do this sort of thing. And I'm not saying, again, it's a bad thing. But they put a lot of time, years of effort into a project, a series of books or graphic novels or this sort of thing. And they get what you and I would call, you know, uh, uh, an okay response from the media circle around them. So maybe that's a few hundred people, which I would consider a massive success. And those few hundred people, you know, uh, really help buoy the project but beyond those people there really is seemingly no way to reach a bigger market you know the old model of you know bringing things to the diamond catalog and having them sell it that's crazy because who can afford you know the diamond uh fees and their minimums and all this crazy stuff they want so the independent publisher was effectively forced out years ago from getting into comic book shops unless you're willing to drive over there and you know make a one-to-one relationship with the comic book shop guy and put your stuff in there that's literally i think what it what it is uh and that's not viable it's not viable to write draw publish the book and drive around and sell it you know you can't do everything it's impossible uh so anyway the point is is you don't want to trick yourself such as your host has done in the past and put a lot of years and money and effort into a project that really goes absolutely nowhere. Now, many of the skills you learn from doing those projects are really fun skills. You might learn video editing or how to draw or how to do sound for a movie or animation. There's all kinds of things you might learn because you're passionately doing something. But Again, this is just for me speaking. I think you can pour your heart and soul into projects and they produce very little ripple in your life. Uh, Very little ripple. And you'd think that producing something on a grand scale, you know, on whatever level you're at, would have a big impact. Like I'm going to do daily videos or whatever it is you could think you could do. But it doesn't really create that big a changing ripple. And I guess that's what I'm talking about. Because I think we do things in an effort to have some kind of change, a positive, forward change. You know, even if we made just one friend out of the project, it might be viable or worth it. Things like that. There's ways to quantitatively, you know, look at what quote-unquote success is. But for each of us, that's different. So, you know, I think most of us with our projects, they want to share our projects. A good example of this is me doing games, I think, two or three years back now. I really enjoy and and love making games, all the way from the publishing to the box design to the creating of the thing itself, the ideas, the drawing. I mean, 
I can't tell you what a fun, creative thing it is to make a game or even make fun cards on a different subject. I think it's really, really, really fun to do that. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't willing, able, or saw myself clear to the path of then setting up some kind of publishing deal with games and having people buy them over and over. And a lot of this, strangely enough, at least online, is about being in the gaming community online and garnering their favor as you try to sell and promote the game. And if you don't do that, the only other way to sell a game would be to like put it in stores and that would require, you know, millions and millions of units, you know, uh, hundreds of pallets of merchandise that no way a single person could ever produce without millions of dollars. And even then you'd have to get it in the store and the risk is it sits there on the shelf and doesn't get sold, but at least it's sitting there in the stores next to other games that could potentially be sold. It's either direct to market or be, you know, deal with and become part of the online gaming community thing. You know, even then, I've seen, you know, hundreds of games come through, literally, you know, as I studied games in the year that I really sunk my time into it, I saw thousands of games produced and come by, and I don't think that it presented a viable option for those people as even a small cottage industry. I think you end up selling a few hundred units, maybe more, but it still isn't enough to become a life-changing amount of sales where this gaming thing you have such a passion for alters your life, you know, where you can quit your job, you know, at 7-Eleven and go do this gaming thing. Now, not everything, you know, has to lead to great amounts of money, but, you know, that's what we're talking about here today. Can it, you know, you sell enough of this thing to make it a job even after you've put years and effort of study into it? And is it just luck? Is it just connections? Is it the product itself? Is it having the production channels so that, you know, if you're a big production house, let's say you produce just a medium game, you have a lot more success than a small independent who produces a great game because of the whole economies of scale. And, you know, they can make Monopoly for like one penny. The whole thing, the box, the game, the pieces, it's all like a penny in there, you know, probably... I'm not joking, probably less than a dime. And that's because they're producing so many millions and millions of units of it. So when there's shrinkage, breakage, sits on the shelf for years, gets discounted, doesn't matter, the Monopoly people are still making money based on the sheer amount of it. And it's hard to compete with that kind of thing. It'd be analogous to making your own soda pop. Imagine you're going to compete with Coca-Cola with soda. No matter how much soda you could personally make, you know, in your little factory somewhere, you could never touch the production of Coca-Cola and Pepsi, you know, based on what they have going on. So that's the kind of thing. It's it's not just a David and Goliath thing. It's more of a means of production and a means of distribution and making people aware of it and want it. And uh, And so it goes, you know, you could have a really great, great book a really great story that would be perfect for the greatest movie in Hollywood, but that doesn't mean that Hollywood is going to come and make that movie. It doesn't mean it's going to come and, you know, 
produce it, even though it's perfect. And for the life of me, I don't know why that is. <laughs> because I've read many, many books that would absolutely be wonderful movies, way better than the crap they produce. And this thing is just a book, you know, even by famous authors. Uh, and you'd think it'd be a natural, you know, to make this into a, a movie, but, but, but not. Uh, so a lot of great ideas just lie there and are never realized. And a lot of lesser ideas, I mean really lesser ideas, are realized. I think one of the great missed opportunities was that movie Interstellar. You know, the guy that made that is the genius that made the you know, the Batman movies. And uh, he made Inception, too. And the Interstellar just was, I don't know, it, it didn't make much sense there at the end when he's floating around in, inside the, the shelves of books and stuff like that. And it just, it could have been so much better. You know, given the same budget, the same actors, with just better writing and better ideas, it would have been a whole better film. Uh, but I look at something like Interstellar and, and, and think, man, you know, this thing's going to you know, with all this money spent and all this cool effects, think how cool this thing could have been. Because believe me, for any of you guys out there, I know there are people out there who've read some great, great science fiction you know there's much better ideas out there they could have made into a film using all these spaceships and everything. <laughs> a much better film. This just wasn't it. Anyway, I don't want to be critical of just one single film. I just, I guess I'm a little bitter that uh, great creative ideas always don't get the big audience they deserve. And it's, it's frustrating and perhaps I'm frustrated today, too, by, you know, applying for all this work at Upwork and not very much happening for me and me thinking, you know, as a matter of do I need better examples or I just don't draw that well or, you know, is this whole website just some kind of weird scam or, <laughs> you know, all these thoughts are spinning in my head as I sit here in the very early morning thinking about stuff. Anyway, I have an idea for a cartoon to draw, so I'm going to sit down and draw it. I've uh, gotten in the habit of kind of enjoying drawing, again, the four-panel, five-panel humorous cartoon, so I'm going to keep up with that, and I have an idea for a good one right now. Have a great day in your art studios, and I'll see you soon, okay? Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.